The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleaker, and Pocket Cast. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Alfred. It is at All Andy Alfred and Facebook.com slash All Andy Alfred. Oh, hello. Hi. Have you missed me? Well, we're back on the air tonight. I've been off the air for two weeks, my friends, trying to regain my health, regain my consciousness, and regain, you know, some sense of order after. The Cincinnati series with the walleye. Um, it was off the air for a while. And I'll tell you why later on in the episode. But the walleye did get the job done against Cincinnati. And then they sweep Wheeling. Now we wait to find out later tonight if we're playing Utah or Rapid City. Or is that series going to go to Game 7? We know it's going to be Florida... But will it be Newfoundland or Reading? We'll have that discussion tonight as well. The Reds. Oh my god. The Reds. How, it's like what they say in the movie Friday. How can you no hit a team but still lose the game? While the Tigers find a way to win games against Baltimore, but they are still losing games that they need to win. The Guardians continued their ways as the Battle of the Ohio Cup concludes again tomorrow night. Conclude, continues tomorrow night as well as concludes for the season while the Mudhens continue their way. Game Sevens in the NHL, it was absolutely breathtaking. We'll talk about that and take a look at round two, the semifinals of the Stanley Cup Finals. And we'll dive in a little bit into the NBA as well as horse racing. Yes, horse racing. We'll talk about that. And LPGA and the PGA Championship happens this week. I'm back at full strength, just like the walleye, and we are set and ready to go for this big summer that is the summer of All Andy Alfred. Guess who's back? All Andy Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span. I'm going to get shut out. Dumbino. Hit to a home run. Go home, Jack. That's way back. Put some Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. And for the first time in two weeks, I say, I love you guys. And welcome into another edition of All Andy Alfred. Right here on your exclusive home for me. That is with the Anchor Network. And you are listening to me tonight on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network. Whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher. However you are listening, wherever, however, 
and wherever you are listening to the show tonight. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for giving me your time and the effort to tune in to listen to what is happening in the sports world as well as what is happening in my everyday life. As you can be a part of our show by following us on Twitter, it is at AllAndyElfred. It is at AllAndyElfred, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyElfred. And welcome back, my friends. Welcome back into the show on this, the 16th day of May, 2022. The last time we talked, of course was when the Walleye were battling out with the Cincinnati Cyclones. It was game three of the divisional round, of the semifinal round. Uh, I was feeling very under the weather that night. Was very sick. Was not feeling at my best. You could hear it in the broadcast. You know, I, I go back to listen to it a couple times, and I just couldn't believe I was still performing at the, that level. And um, we're, we're going to open up with this first before we go into all the sports. Um, was not feeling well, was diagnosed with bronchitis, was coughing and hacking, and then, then went in for a, uh, took a, took a, uh, rapid test with COVID, was negative. Then I, uh, took a test, a nugget, another test, and then I found out that my wife, Amanda, then tested positive on a, on a rapid test. Took another rapid test, took not, found out it was negative, but then I scheduled myself for a PCR test. When I scheduled myself for a PCR test, then I found out that the next day that I was tested positive for COVID-19. Now, I was, I was absolutely shocked after finding out the posit- that I was positive. However, then I took another rapid test, found out it was negative. Um, have taken a couple since, have been negative. I've been playing safe with... Wearing a mask when I'm out and about. When I'm, uh, I, I return back to work at my other job. It was perfect. I've been perfectly fine ever since. Um, you know, it, it was something to be, something to be shocked about when you get the results that you tested positive for COVID. Um, I have gone through this. We've gone through this whole pandemic. We're ending. We're in the endemic, which is towards the end of this pandemic, and I finally get it. So I was absolutely shocked. Uh, so, uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was off the air for two weeks because of the coughing and the bronchitis and not feeling at a hundred percent, uh, was planning on doing a show after the series sweep for Toledo, but I was still not at a hundred percent. So I said, you know what, let me get it, give it another week, give it another few days, see how I feel. And I'm feeling a hundred percent better, a hundred percent back. I am back to full strength. I feel absolutely rejuvenized, ready to go for this long stretch of shows that will be coming up for us as we get you set for this long, it looks like it could be a long playoff run for Toledo in this Kelly Cup final as they now wait to see who they play. And we'll dive into the whole playoff situation for the ECHL, that will be what we'll lead here in just a second. But also, we're going to talk a little baseball with the Reds, absolutely looking pathetic. The Tigers are really struggling right now. Guardians in the same boat. Uh, the Mud Hens seem to keep winning games. We'll talk about the that. Also, we had five game sevens in the National Hockey League over the past couple of days. We'll dive into all that. Look at the playoff structure 
as tonight the NHL is off as well as the NBA. Uh, the NBA now into their conference finals. We'll dive into that here in just a second as well. Also, we will look ahead towards the LPGA. Uh, they had their big event over in, in um, New Jersey. So now they make on the East Coast. They're making their sweep across. Uh, we'll talk about the LPGA as well as the PGA Championship that will be taking place this upcoming weekend. As well as we'll dive into a little bit of horse racing as well as we get you set for the Preakness after the stunning upset by luck uh by light strike lucky strike in the kentucky derby so uh it is truly a pleasure to be back with you guys tonight and um i i love doing this show i love being a part of this and um let's get back into the horse and let's get back into it and we're going to first start with the latest edition of the walleye roundup it's time to hit the pond It's time for the Walleye Roundup, right here on All Andy Alfred. So it's now time for the latest edition of the Walleye Roundup, as well as the ECHL Roundup as well. And uh, we're going to dive first and foremost into this past series for the fish. The Walleye getting the series sweep over the Wheeling Nailers, four games to none. And I'll, let me just say this. It was probably one of the best series that the Fish have ever put together. It was, I think they got a wake-up call during the Cincinnati series that really got them going. After the performance that they had in game in game three, which was post-game, which is absolutely got, they absolutely got screwed in all aspects of that game after that i think they finally put their pants on and got going into the right direction even though it went to a game seven and the 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 fans really drove them home in game six and game seven i will say this the fish really kicked it up a notch tremendously into the into the second round series against wheeling Taking game one, five, one, game two. They then took down the Nailers in five, two. Then the game on game three on Tuesday, the 10th. The Fish had a huge lead in the game at one point. It was five, one Fish. The Nailers replaced their goaltender. Chip, 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 chip it away. And the Fish did end up winning the game five, four. I sat at a fifth or field. And watch the game as Bowling Green was playing Toledo in baseball for the final game of the Battle of I-75. And by the way, Bowling Green getting the win on that one. So BG getting a big win at 5th, 3rd field over the University of Toledo in that game. But I got a chance to watch the end of the walleye game in the big scoreboard. They get the job done. They win 5-4 over the Wheeling Nailers. In game three. And then we get to game four, of course, which is the pronunciable game, which is Thursday. And the Fish just, you know, with their acquisition that they got with Vela coming back into the lineup, it really helped their cause out. He really, he really stood out in that game. And his presence was there. 
and the Fish getting a big 3-1 win, sweeping the Nailers. And remember, Wheeling, Wheeling forced a Game 7, winning in overtime in Fort Wayne. It shows you that Fort Wayne, how bad Fort Wayne was this year. It really does. You know, and, and, and all this time the Fish now have to relax. Now, now they've been off since Thursday. Uh, today is Monday, so that's Thursday, Friday, so we'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The four days off, it's enough time to re- relax and rest. But the problem I have a little bit with that is that you start to get a little rusty in some aspects of the game. And that's where I think that Watson should be like running practices, should be uh, getting his guys you know, looking at tape at both teams. I mean, you played Rapid City already once. You have played Utah at least, uh, I believe, two or three times early on in this season. So I I would like to see you guys see that team see us look at the tapes of these of these two teams and get into the heads of our players like all right we need to go out and win. We need to go out and win and we need to set down this. And it, it starts with that. I mean, we don't know who we're eventually going to play. We don't know quite yet. We do know it's going to be a western team of course. Tonight it's a 7:10 Mountain Time. That's 9:10 Eastern, as Rapid City will be in Utah for Game Six of the Kelly Cup of the Kelly Cup Western Western Division Championship, Mountain Division Championship. Winner of that game, if Rapid City wins, it forces a Game Seven, which will be tomorrow night. 710. That's if necessary. The question is what happens Friday. Now Friday is scheduled for the 20th of May is game one of the Kelly Cup playoffs. The Western Conference Championship as Toledo will host the first two games of the championship Friday night and Saturday night. Then they will head out to the West Coast. It looks like it's going to set up as a Tuesday Thursday, Saturday series, if I'm not mistaken correctly. Let me double check for you here on our on our page here. So it sets up that the game one will be on the 20th. Game two will be on Saturday. Now then it will flip over it will then flip over to the western out to the west coast. Will it be Utah, which will be a mountain time, or will it be Rapid City, Iowa, in the Rapid City Rush? We don't know. We don't, uh, not Rapid City, Iowa, my, my apologies. Uh, Rapid City. I mean, Rapid City's got a good team out there. They really do have a good team out there. Uh, Gabriel Shabbat. You also have Zach Court, Calder Brooks. You've got Colton Leitner. On the defensive side, of, that's on the forward side. On the defensive side, you got Quinton Withers, Kyle Rhodes, uh, Alex Stevens, Aiden Waller. Their goaltending is pretty good. They got uh, Lucas, Luca Parik, David Trendek, and Dylan Kelly are all three goaltenders in the get in the for the Rapid City Rush. And Dylan Kelly is from Petoskey, Michigan. So there's there's a little bit of a local connection in some aspects you also have you also have in some aspects you got to take a look also at the at the Utah lineup too Utah looks pretty decent this year 
Utah's doing a pretty well job. They've got that. They've got the forwards, of course, of Trey Bradley and Tyler Penner, as well as Nick Henry and Luca Berzik. Kyle Bates is there as well, too, on the forward side. On the defensive side, you got Connor McDonald. You also have Austin Grossley. You have Miles Giron, Nate Trulliman, and you also have Charlie Edwan De La Rose. And then the goaltending-wise, you've got some good goaltending here. You've got Peyton Jones, Tomas Sagan, and Trenton Miner on the side of things. By the way, head coach of the of the Utah Grizzlies is Ryan Caswick. So there's that for you right there. So it's interesting. Of when we last looked at it, it is less than 300 tickets available for Friday night's game. Less than 300 tickets are remaining for Saturday night's game. So please, if you're going to get tickets for this for the Western Conference, please get them ahead of time. Tickets are going fast. You can go to four, go to the Walleye website, which is ToledoWalleye.com. Head down to the box office over at the Huntington Center or at Fifth Third Field or call at 419-725-WALL, 419-725-WALL. We will be there in attendance for Friday night and Saturday night's games as the Fish will try to tag on either it will be the winner of the Ute Rapid City Utah series. Now on the eastern side of things, it looks like it's Newfoundland versus Reading right now. Game seven of the Eastern Conference of the North Division Eastern Conference final, North Division final. And right now we're halfway through the th- second period, towards the end of the second period actually. Right now, Newfoundland up three one on Reading right now in this series. Uh. Both teams tied at three games apiece. Game seven. Florida sweeps Jacksonville in four straight. They're now, they will get the winner of Newfoundland Reading. Now, in my opinion, if Newfoundland does win, it is going to be a long series for them because they have to go across the border, back and forth from Florida to Newfoundland, Florida to Newfoundland. If you're looking at it in some aspects, you would want Redding to get into this because of the fact that Redding, as Pat Nagel, as their goaltender, Nagel as the goaltender, could it also set up possibly as a rematch from a few years ago as Newfoundland battled Toledo for the Kelly Cup? It could set up at that rate too. For me, I think it's going to set up to this. I think I think Redding wins tonight. Even though they're down 3-1, I think they find a way to pull it out. If Newfoundland does win the game and plays Florida, I think it's Florida to win it. I really do. Florida's a really good team. I've been following them all season on their social media platforms. They do a fantastic job on the social media platforms. With regarding of the walleye. Now, the walleye, like I said, are a young team. I'm worried that the rust is going to be there because of this long break that they have. They'll have over a week and a half to prepare for this this series. And, you know, I seeing it on the social media today that they were out there taking pictures for the next video. You know, it's great to have that. I, I'm understanding of that. I like that. But we have to be focused in on the task at hand. We want to bring this championship to Toledo. We haven't had a championship in hockey since 1994 with the Toledo Storm. We need this championship. 
It needs to be done. And I'm not trying to be a homer on, on, on the walleye and everything like that, but the city needs this championship. We haven't had a championship winner in professional sports since the Mud Hens in 2006. That was the last well, championship that we won. If you're looking at it college-wise, the University of Toledo won the Mid-American Conference a few years ago, but you know we don't like talking UT on this show. But I would like to see, see this team come full circle and win. Now the question is, now I, I pose this question to you, the viewers, and you, the listeners. If the Fish do win, is Watson gone? I say yes. After what I have seen with this team and what this what this what this organization has done, if they win the championship, Waddy's gone. I think it's I think it's it's inevitable. Because of the firing of Jeff Blash in Detroit, they're gonna be looking for a new coach. And in my opinion, I think the guy that they need to hire is the guy that's sitting standing right next to John Cooper out of Tampa Bay. That's Derek Lalone, who used to be in the Red Wing organization with the Toledo Walleye. Now, I say that because Lalone gets hired as a coach. He will probably want to say within the organization, Watson's there. Why not have Waddy on the bench with Derek in Detroit? Teaching a, a, a cider, teaching, helping out uh, Dylan Larkin with the young guys. With uh, Lucas Raymond. Why not? Um, and that's just coming from a guy who's on the outside of the, jack- of the jacket situation. You know, uh, we all know that Blashill needed to go in Detroit. Every single person knew the writing was on the wall when Stevie Eiserman was coming in. Blashill was just a ticking time bomb for him to go. And he finally, you know, after the pathetic performance that they had this year, yeah, you kind of figured that was going to happen. And uh, I think Lalone's the right man for the job. But, of course, today, of course, uh, the the Golden Knights have fired their head coach. Uh, so, you know, that's out there for them to go get him as well. Uh, there's talks of Mike Babcock coming back to Detroit. I, I seriously doubt that that's going to be the case. Um. But I, I, I have that hot hunch that Derek Lalone's the next coach of the Detroit Red Wings. I really do. And how much that he how much he in into the Detroit organization, he still follows the walleye and how and he also follows like other teams, but you know, the connection is there for him to come back to Detroit. And I, I think Steve should take a, a really consideration on getting Derek Lalone back into the bench. I mean, look at how Derek has high, come in. He's he's the assistant coach to John Cooper, who have won back-to-back Stanley Cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning. You would want any player, any coach that's there on that bench to come over. And, I mean, after the way that Tampa's been playing lately, luckily getting in, not getting in, but luckily succeeding and getting the job done against Toronto, they're going to have a tough test in front of them as we dive into the NHL right here on All Andy Alford next. So you look at the recap. We're going to recap all of the NHL playoffs from round one, of course. The 
you know, not surprisingly, we're going to dive into the Western Conference first and foremost. Of course, Nashville getting smashed by the Colorado Avalanche in four straight games, getting swept by the Abs four games to nothing. And, you know, Nashville never led in the series until like five minutes to go into the five minutes into the game four. That's as much as they had. And, you know, that shows you that Colorado is Colorado. They're a very good team this year. Very good team this year. Uh, the Blues take down the Wild in six, of course. Uh, Minnesota has some problems going forward into the next season, of course, with all the cap space that they're, they've lost uh, and all the buyouts that they have to deal with. So they are, part of my language, they are screwed right now. Uh, the, I think the best chance that they had to make and win the Cup was this year they were a top 10 team all year and for them to to fail against the St. Louis Blues it's just sad it's absolutely sad to see uh you get to game 7s now we had five game 7s overall so those sort of the two series oh, I got to include this series right here really quickly in the Eastern Conference I told you Florida is a good team this year and they proved it again, taking down the Capitals in six games, knocking Alex Ovechkin out of the first round of the, of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know that Florida is a great team. They are built strong. They have played strong. The fans are there in the building now. I love seeing it. It's a question of can they sustain this going forward into the second round. And they've got a tough test in front of them. And we'll get to that here in just a second. But we had a total of five game sevens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It started off Saturday with three set, three games on Saturday. And the big one, of course, we'll get to the Toronto game here in just a second. And my feelings on the Leafs here in just a second. But Carolina. I told you... Carolina is a team that's a is a sitting in the weeds team. They like to pounce and they like to score. And every team that had a home game during this series won their game. And Carolina comes out strong. And I told you this trade that happened between the Jackets and with the Hurricanes sending Domi to the Hurricanes was going to be a benefit for the Hurricanes, and it paid off with dividends on Saturday afternoon. Domi having a breakout game, two goals and an assist. He was the eventual game winner. The, the Bruins are out. Bergeron, done. Now, it's bad for me because I like Nick Foligno. I wanted to see him get a championship ring this year. But playing against Carolina, you know, you're playing under the in the fans in the storm surge. I, I just liked it. I really like Carolina this year, and I took the Hurricanes in the first round, and I'm glad I did. I, I'm really glad I did. And uh, they won the series four games to three in seven games, taking the Bruins in seven. And now the test is, you know, in front of them. Can they continue on? They have a tough test in front of them in the winner of the of the Pittsburgh New York series, which we'll get to in a second. But we get to the second game seven, which is what everybody is talking about right now. 
It was all in for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs were all in. This series was a huge series. And they blew this series in game four. They had they had Tampa on the ropes. Tampa was was Toronto was smelling blood in the water. They were smelling blood in the water. They were smelling blood in the water. They were up. They were up two games to one, and they let Tampa into this game in the four, game four, putting up seven on them. You don't put seven up on the. You don't put seven up on the Leafs. Leafs come back in game five, win four three. But then the heartbreaker was game six. Losing it in overtime, forcing a game seven, having the opportunity to close it out, and they couldn't. They could close it out in game six. They had all the momentum. All the momentum was being pushed towards the Leafs' favor. And what happens? They blow it, lose it in overtime in game six. We go to game seven on Saturday in Scotiabank. You figured that they could pull it out. And the defending champions are still defending as we speak. With their big 2-1 to win on Saturday night, you know, the Leafs had something going. But now the question is, now the question is in the offseason, what can you do? And I'll tell you what they need to do. I, I, I know I'm going to get chastised by Leafs fans on this one. I know I'm going to get chastised by Leafs fans on this one. But I think you got to trade William Nylander. Nylander has got to go. You know, it's a shakeup that, you know, will, will reverberate throughout the team. It's like it's not coaching this time. It's you, the players, that failed. And he failed tremendously, tremendously in this series. Absolutely, he was terrible. Terrible in this series. I mean, what can you say? Absolutely dreadful. They were absolutely dreadful in this series. Nylander only having seven points in the series, four points in the four assists, had three goals. But they need to shake up the organization, and he needs to go. He needs to go. It's it, it it's sad to say it needs to go. But Tampa moves on, and then we get to the final game seven on Saturday, which I thought was the better of the of all. Was the better of all two, two games. Carolina was number, I think, number one still in my opinion. That was a great game from start to finish. It kept you in your seat. The Toronto game was the same boat, but the outcome was not what we were hoping it was going to be as, as a Jackets fan, because you want to see Tampa, you want to see Tampa fail. But you get to this Oilers Kings matchup, and you figured, you know. The Oilers up two games to one after game three. The Kings then shut out 
the Oilers in game four. It's tied at two apiece. The Oilers go in to Rogers' place and win in overtime in game five, figuring that they're going to close, close it out game six at Staples Center. No, they don't. The Oilers come out swinging, and they went 4-2 in game six. And absolutely obliterate the Kings in game seven. Two to nothing. Shutting out the shutting out the oil the Kings and clinching the playoff spot. Unbelievable. McDavid, I, what can you say? He's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Then we get to yesterday, game seven. So you had two game sevens yesterday. So five in total for the weekend. This Pittsburgh-New York game has been, this series was absolutely tremendous. You've had hitting, you had some controversy, you've had, you had teams going back and forth the entire time. The Penguins winning in triple overtime in game one. Yeah, the Rangers getting the job done in game two. The Penguins just putting a shellacking on the Rangers in game three at home. And game four, they outscoring the Rangers in the two games at PBG place 14 to 6. But the Rangers then slapped the Penguins around, closed it out. By the way, closed it out. They're down 3 1 in the series. Win three straight in a row. Beat the Penguins in game five, 5 3. Beat the Penguins in game six, 5 3. And then last night, the bread man delivered in overtime. Getting the job done, winning the get, winning the goddamn game, and beating Pittsburgh, and all is right in the United States when the Pittsburgh Penguins lose and are eliminated from the playoffs. Because we don't have to hear about Sidney Crosby. You don't have to hear about Crosby, 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 this, Crosby, that, blah, 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 blah. We don't have to hear that this year. He's out. Pittsburgh loses in overtime 4-3 as Panarin gets the winner in overtime at MSG. They now start their series. We'll take a look at all their series here in just a second. By the way, we'll start on the series. Just a second. And then we get to the final game. Now, I think the NHL screwed up in this aspect. I would love to see this Dallas-Calgary Game 7 be played earlier in the day. I don't know, a 5.30, 6 o'clock puck drop Eastern instead of 9.30 at night on a Sunday night, okay? You got nothing else going on. Luca and the, and the, and the Sun, Luca dominated the Suns. It was over. It was over. You get to game seven in Calgary. Now, Calgary... Was down 2-1 in the series after Game 3. Roared back in Game 4 with a 4-1 win in Dallas. Game 5, big win. 3-1. They go to Dallas. Dallas puts up a 4 on them. They win 4-2. And we get to what last night was. A slugfest. Two Western Conference old-time hockey game. This was a whole-time hockey game, and I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. I hated it this morning waking up, but I absolutely loved it. 
Calgary slugging it out with Dallas. Punch for punch. Shot for shot. Hit for hit. This was a slugfest. This was a slugfest. And Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Hockey etches his name in Calgary lore in overtime. And Calgary takes the series in seven games. Three to two over Dallas. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. So now that's all set. The series is all set. Round one is done. We go to round two. Now here is, we are down to the final four in each side of the bracket. Let's go to the Eastern Conference first. Tampa, reseeded to the number, it's still the number three seed. They now play the Florida Panthers. Seven-game series with Florida. This is a doozy. The defending champions battling the up-and-coming Panthers. I think the Panthers got the better of the Lightning. I think the Lightning are done. I think they get eliminated. I think they are done. Florida is going to be well-rested with their being done in six games. Tampa going the stretch. With Toronto, I like what I see in Tampa. I like what I see in Florida with Bobrovsky, with that core offense, young guys with Huberdo. I like it. I know they're the defending champions. You've got Stamkos, but they're old. They're you. They've got raped across the ice in in Game Five and Game Six. Game five, at least. I, I I like Florida in this series. I'll take the Panthers in seven over the Lightning. The other game, Carolina versus the Rangers. This right here is a juggernaut game, but I'm telling you right now, Carolina's got the better edge. Shesturgan is a good goaltender, but now you're going to get Ranta back healthy, 100% for, for Carolina. I like the Hurricanes in this series. I think they get it done in six. So that sets up Florida versus Carolina for the Eastern Conference Final. Now on the west side of things, Colorado has been sitting after their four-game sweep over St. Louis. Now, I like St. Louis. They were a good team this year. They got a lot of movement. And to be surprised, like to me, it was surprising to see them beat Minnesota. But I think, I, I just think McKinnon is a lot better. I think Colorado is a good team this year. The problem I have is that they're going to have a hard time in game one because they've been sitting resting. It goes back to the walleye situation. A young team like that does not need to sit the entire time. They need to keep playing. They need to keep practicing. They need to keep their legs fresh. Because you cannot sit for two or three days not skating. you got to keep skating. you got to keep fresh in this postseason. Because it always comes down to the last plays and the last games of everything. So I'm just telling you. 
You're going to see St. Louis jump out to an early 2-0 lead, but I think Colorado gets the job done in six. I think they get the job done in six. Colorado beats St. Louis in six. And then you get to the cl the juggernaut game. The I, I think the 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 best we have I have watched hockey night in Canada all season. On Saturday nights, when these two play, it's a circle game for me to watch. You have the Battle of Alberta for the trip to go to the Western Conference Final. Calgary versus Edmonton. A 1-2 matchup. This is a doozy. This isn't, for me, it's like watching the, when you watch the presidential election and you hear it's too close to call, this one's a too close to call for me. I like what Calgary has on their defensive side of things. That could match up with the high power offense of Edmonton. Calgary's offense is very, very good with Johnny Gaudreau, but Edmonton's defense is strong there. Absolutely strong. It relies on the goaltending situations to me. Now, can Edmonton... Edmonton do it with their goaltending because Calgary can't. I think this goes a full seven. I really do. This one goes a full seven. Who has the so the the Flames have game seven. I think McDavid gets it done. I'll take the Oilers. So it sets up the the Avs versus the Oilers in the Western Conference Final. So again, for round two, I have Florida over Tampa in six. Carolina, no, at seven. In Carolina, I ha Carolina in six over the Rangers. I have Colorado in six over the St. Louis Blues and Edmonton over the Flames in seven. And by the way, so the series, uh, Calgary and Edmonton and Carolina Rangers all on ESPN. Turner Sports will have Panthers Lightning and Colorado, St. Louis. Now, they haven't decided yet who's getting what for the conference final. If TNT is going to get the conference final in the East or the West, same way with ESPN. So they got to make that decision soon. Because, I mean, they got to make it soon. And I love TNT's coverage. I do. Having Paul Bissonette on that on that panel is fantastic. We're talking Anson Carter. They, I, I, I told you guys that they hit the home run with this crew. And they have, I think in my opinion, surpassed that. If you haven't watched a game on TNT, watch a game on TNT through the postseason. Absolutely tremendous. Tremendous. Uh, I, I like, let me just say this. I like TNT's coverage of the NHL more than I like ESPN's. I'll be I'll be blatantly obvious honest with you. They have better coverage. They have better you know better play by play people. They have better analysts. 
And what I saw last night with with Chelios slurring his words at 12.30 in the morning. Oh, boy. I got problems. I got problems over there. I mean, I love Butcher Gross. I love Steve Levy. I love... I love the the point. I love everything about it. I love Eric, uh, Weeks. I love all that. But I'm fifty five. I'm sixty percent to TNT to forty percent ESPN. So there's there's that for you. There's that for you, right there. Uh, news and notes around the NHL for you tonight, of course. Like I mentioned before, uh, the the Golden Knights have fired. Their coach, Peter DeVore, after three seasons in Vegas. He finished three points behind Nashville this season in the second wildcard spot, failing to qualify for the postseason for the first time since joining the NHL in 2017-18. Vegas, under his leadership, was 98-50-12. He was replaced by, he was hired after they fired Gerard Gallant in 2020. There's that for you. Um, uh, there, there's also a new coach in on the aisle. As Lane Lambert has now become the new head coach of the New York Islanders. He replaces Barry Trotz, who was let go by the team on the 9th of May. Uh, it's Lambert's first job as a head coach in the National Hockey League after he was associated with the Islanders for the past four seasons. He won a Stanley Cup with it as an assistant to Barry Trotz in 2018 with the Washington Capitals. So there's that for you right there. Um, Bergeron says he will either retire or return to the Bruins next season. So that's a question. And how he came off the ice in Carolina, each guy hugging him, and I, I just knew right there that was it. That was it for him. I knew it was done for him. Um, so there's that for you. Victor Arvidsson is going to have disc surgery for the Kings. He will be expected to be back in the training camp. Uh, it looks like Minnesota will not is considering re-signing Mark Andre Fleury. Um, the Masters and Trophy finalists have been announced. It's going to be Zdeno Chara, Kevin Hayes, and Carey Price all on the line there. And other one. Any other news and notes to pass along? Uh, the NHL draft was announced. Uh, Montreal getting the number one pick overall. Columbus gets two picks in the first round of the NHL draft. They get the number six pick from, from Chicago. And they get their own pick at number 12 as well. So there is that for you guys there. Uh, any other black jacket news? Of course, the jackets are sent. Have a whole bunch of players playing in the World Juniors right now. Um, nine members of the jackets are playing in the in the World Championships over in Finland. Uh, Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger will represent Canada, while Dylan Blackberg and Andrew Peak will compete for Team USA. Emil Benstrom from Sweden, Dean Kukin from Sw from Switzerland, Alexander Texier from France, and Elvis Merzlinkitz for the will be from Latvia as well. As well as Rick Nash will be a part of it. The director of player development will be a part of that. He will serve as the Hockey Canada's assistant general manager for the 2022 World Championships. As well. By the way, gotta make mention of this as well too. If you haven't, if you didn't go out today, 
uh, Chipotle was running a special today. If you wore a hockey jersey, any hockey jersey, whether it be a walleye, a uh, little kid jersey, a uh, uh, peewee jersey, NHL jersey, if you go in there wearing the jersey, buy one, get one entree. Got to make mention of that. Got to make mention of that. So, uh, so, Like I said, I have Florida over Tampa. I have Carolina over New York. Colorado over St. Louis, and Edmonton over Calgary. As you're listening to All NBL for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. And now let's hit the diamond. Let's talk a little baseball tonight. Oh, let's talk about what's happening. Well, it's not a time to talk a little baseball right here on All Indie for tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you are listening, wherever and however you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the program tonight. Of course, we're going to dive into all three teams around the major leagues. Of course, we're first and foremost going to talk about the Tigers really quickly. Tigers are in action as we speak as we're doing the podcast today. As they are in Tampa for three three quick games, all of tonight's game and tomorrow night's game are all at six forty. So we're doing the game as we speak right now. Top bottom of the eighth inning, the Rays have just taken the score. They're now tied with the Tigers two two. They got a runner on third with two outs. We'll give you stats here in just a little bit. Michael Fulmer on the mound. For that one, as he is out on the mound right now, the Tigers were up 2-1 at one point off of a huge home run by Jonathan Scope in the fourth inning. But Tampa has fight, fought back with one in the sixth and now one here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, we'll see how that's all going to shake out. But the Tigers coming off of a huge series win last week as they took and swept the Baltimore Orioles 4-2 on Friday, 3-0 on Saturday, and 5-1 over the Orioles on Sunday. They're playing Tampa for three straight. Then they'll take the day off on Thursday. Then head to Cleveland to battle the Guardians for a three-game series before then hang, heading to Minnesota for three games on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of the season before they come back home for Memorial Day weekend for four games against the Guardians and then four five games against the Minnesota Twins. The Tigers right now, their record overall, as of right now, we'll let it out for you right here. <coughs> Excuse me. Are, is 12 and 23 overall. They're eight games out of first place right now. So, I mean, it's not as bad as the team I'm going to talk about next, which are. Uh, actually, they're about the same. Oh, no, not the same at all. The worst team, I think, in all of baseball right now is the Cincinnati Reds. Now, the Reds went into Pittsburgh this past weekend. Oh, we're going to dive right into it, okay? The Reds went into Pittsburgh this weekend. Game was postponed Friday. They played a double dip on Saturday. Got the winning game 1-9-2, but they lose game 2, 5-8. to 8-5. Eight. Eight to we get to Sunday. Excuse me. They win the game one on Thursday. I'm looking at the when they were in Cincinnati. They win game one on Thursday, four nothing. They win game two on Friday, five eight to two. We get to Saturday. They lose three to one to Pittsburgh. And then we get to yesterday. 
And it was just an absolute embarrassment. It's only happened a handful of times that the Pirates, the Reds, no hit the Pirates. The Reds no hit the Pirates, but still lose the game. Still lose the game. Final score, one nothing. Green, the losing pitcher. He's 1-6 with a 6.21 ERA. Stranton, the win. He goes to 2-1 with a 5.40 ERA. I just can't believe it. I mean, the Reds are terrible, folks. And I blame management again for this. They had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to just go out and sign players. But they decide, nah, you know what? Nah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Nah. We're going to play well what we have on the field. Where's that getting you, boys? Where's that getting you? You've got terrible attendance. Terrible attendance. A game so far this year. You are enticing fans with $5 tickets in upper level sections with $3 beers, $2 hot dogs, and $1 ice cream, and you still can't get people into the ballpark. It's a formal protest. Formal protest over the situation. And they've got two big games in front of them for the Ohio Cup. Now, the Cup is going to stay in Cleveland, no matter what the situation is, because Cleveland won both their games against the Reds. The Cup stays in Cleveland. Even if Cincinnati wins both games in Cleveland, which they probably won't, the Guardians are going to stay with the Cup. Starts tomorrow night, 6-10. Overton for the Reds. He's 1-0 with a 1.59 ERA. He'll take on Plesek, who's 1-3 with a 4.68. 6-10, first pitch. Bally Sports, Great Lakes, Bally Sports, Ohio. The concluding game on Wednesday sees Malley, 2-4 with a 5.89 ERA. He will take on Quintel, who's 1-2 with a 3.93 ERA. 6-10, start time for that one. The Reds then take a day off. They then travel north of the border to battle the by the Blue Jays in a three-game set at Rogers Place. Then they come back home for four straight against the Cubs, and then Memorial Day, they play three straight games against the Giants, day off on Memorial Day, and then two games at Fenway before they welcome in four with the Nationals and four with the Diamondbacks. The Reds' overall record right now, 9-26. and 26. 9 and 26. That tells you something. That tells you something right there, folks. Tells you something right there. And Hunter Green is a dominant pitcher. Absolute dominant pitcher. But this this just is the icing on the cake that the Reds are terrible this year. They have just after after yesterday. I I, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. 
Let's take a look at the Guardians. Now, the Guardians were in Minnesota to battle the Twins. They lose two or three to the Twinnies, losing eight to two, eight to twelve on Friday, winning over the Twins on Saturday three to two, but losing on Sunday the concluding game three one. They now welcome in the Reds for two quick games. Then they go, they continue to finish up the homestand with three against Detroit, the twentieth, the twenty-first, and the twenty-second. For they then hit the road to play Houston for three, and then in Detroit for four. They then welcome in Kansas City on Memorial Day on the 30th, 31st, and 1st of June before they hit the road to Baltimore for three straight games. So there's that for you. News and notes are around Major League Baseball for you right now. Uh, Johnny Cueto gets the call up by the White Sox, and he will start against the Royals. The Cardinals and Mets were postponed. They'll have a doubleheader tomorrow. Albert Pujols was out pitching. Uh, the top two, uh, the top players right now for the week is Demers. Three to two. Get out. Get out of here. Got Yes! Harold Castro with a huge solo bomb. Top of the ninth inning. 3-2. Oh, baby. Franco with the sack fly. Man, did he put a charge in that. There you go. Harold and Willie have been hitting the cover off the ball. And for them to do that, that's a big hit. Can they get some insurance off of it? Let's see. We'll see. Let's see. Otani doing very well. And look at some scores from around Major League Baseball. The Nats are losing right now to the Marlins 8-2. They have the Yankees up 4-1 right now on the Orioles, top of the 7th. Bottom of the 6th, the Jays are up 2-0 on the Mariners. Tied at 2 between the Astros and the, and the Red Sox. The Cubs just pounding on the Pirates right now, 9-0, bottom of the 6th. Brewers and Braves are tied at 0. Rangers are up 6-3 on the Angels. White Sox up 3-0 on the Royals. Rockies are up 1-0 on the Giants. 9-49, the A's welcome in the Twins. Diamondbacks and Dodgers later tonight. That's Bumgarner versus Gosell. But that's a big hit by, by Harold Castro. Can't get any insurance off of it. Damn it. So we go to the bottom of the ninth. I'll keep you tabs on that. I'll keep you tabs on that as you're listening to all Andy Offer tonight. By the way, standings look like this. In the central, it's led by the Twins at 20 and 15. Top spot. The White Sox are 16 to 17, three games out of first place. The Guardians are 16 to 17, three games out of first place. The Royals are 12 and 26 and a half out, and Detroit 20, 12 and 23. Eight games out of first place. In the East, is run by the Yankees. They're 25-9 and nine right now. Tampa, 21-14, four and a half games back. Toronto, 18-17, and seven and a half back. Baltimore, 14-21, and 21, 11 and a half back. The Red Sox are 13-21, 12 games out of first place. In the West, Houston and the Angels are both tied for first spot. 
Angels 24-13, the Astros 23-12 overall. The Astros have won nine, have won nine of their last ten. Seattle 16-19, seven games out of first place. Texas 14-19, eight games out of first place. The A's 15-22 in nine games out of first place. I want to sit and watch. I'm going to look, give you the play-by-play -play for the final this final game. So, Soto's on the mound. Asak Paredes, former Mudhead. He's got 2-0 count. 2-0 count to him right now. 2-0 count. You can't walk off, walk the leadoff hitter. You can't walk him. You can't put him on base. You can't. You can't put him on base. Gets the call strike. Thank goodness. Soto's got to put it done. His ERA is a 3.48. He's got to get it done. Foul off. Strike two. Two balls, two strikes. Two two. To Paredes. Pinch hitting too, by the way. Pinch hitting on this one. Foul ball. Uh, it's a ball. Hundred miles per hour. Three two. You can't walk this leadoff hitter. You cannot walk the leadoff hitter. You just can't. You just can't walk the leadoff hitter in this situation. Sitting here watching this game. Giving you a play-by-play -play a little bit of this. 3-2 three, three, Cubic to Paredes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Freeze pops out. Popped it up. Castro. Got it. Two to go. Two to go. Bakewin comes in. Woo! Sinker pitch. Whoa, what a Swinging strike out of that one. 99 on the gun. Whoo! Wow. Wow, unbelievable. Soto's just, just lighting it up right now. Seven pitches, four strikes so far. Four strikes so far. Got a piece of it. Oh, foul ball. 0-2. 100 miles per hour on that pitch. Unbelievable. Wow, unbelievable. Here comes the pitch in. Outside. Outside. One, two. Outside, one, two. You can't put anybody on base. You really can't put anybody on base right now. Soto. There it comes. Strike! Three! Called! Swing! Two to go. One to go.
Two out, one to go. All right, let's see what happens here. What's he going to do? And Ramirez steps in. Harold Ramirez is going to replace Kevin Kissmeyer. This is a big at-bat right here. Ramirez is batting 286. He's got eight ribbies. He's got no home runs. Sinker, strike one. Come on, Soto. Come on, Soto. The old one. Foul off, 0-2. And the Rays are down on their last, last strike. Drives you nuts. 0-2 coming. Here it comes. Sitting here in the studio watching this. No sound. See here. Come on. Come on, Soto. Get it to him. Downstairs in the dirt. 100 miles per hour fastball. One and two on Harold Ramirez. Here it comes. Pop foul. 100 mile per hour fastball again. 1-2 coming. Raised down to their last strike again. Soto's pitch nine straight nine strikes. Here it comes. Comes in. And the pitch. Comes in. Here it comes. In play. This is going to be a play. It gets down. Now you got the winning run at the plate. The tie runs at first. Oh my god. Zuno. He's 0 for 3 tonight. He's due 147 average. Let's see what happens here. Here we go. High for a high sinker. It's one and all. No, I want to. I want to do this play by play really quickly. Getting told in the ear that I'm running this segment long. I know, but this is interesting for me. Here comes the one zero. Be a big win if Detroit wins tonight. It'd be a huge win. Come from behind, top of the night. Castro with the home run. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Like I said, Zuno's due. He's 0 for 3 tonight. He's got 3 home runs, 10 ribbies. Soto's going to be it. This is his 18th pitch in the inning. 18th pitch in the inning. Here it comes. 1-1. One, one. 
Here it comes. Oh boy. Outside. Two and one. Outside two and one. Two one do. Dizuno. You listen to all Andy Elford. We're calling the final inning of this half inning of this game. Up high for a strike. Two two. And the Rays again are down to the last strike. Let's see what happens here. Big play here. Here comes the 2-2. Soto looks in. 2-2 coming. Shut the door on him. Shut the door on him. Come on. Fouled off. Oh. Thought he had him. Thought he had him right there. 99 miles per hour sinker pitch. Had him low. You don't want to have him that low. I mean, that could. He was off a little bit. If he would have. If that would have been earlier, earlier, that would have been into the tank. Here comes the 2 2 again. DeSoto. To Zuno. Downstairs in the dirt. And he runs it full. Come on. You got to close it out. Close the door. Close it out. Right here. Close it out here. This is intense. This is this is intense. 3-2 coming. To Zuno. Here it comes. In play. This ball is up. This ball is caught by Derek Hill. Ball game. Tigers win 3-2. Oh! Castro! In the ninth! Homering! Tigers win! 3-2 over Tampa! Get the job done tonight! That's a big win for the Tigers. Keep the winning streak going. And then we just got word now. We have just got word. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. We have just got word. It has just gone final in Reading, Pennsylvania. The Newfoundland Growlers have become the eighth team in ECHL postseason history to win a series after being trailed 3 1. That's correct. Redding has been eliminated from the Kelly Cup playoffs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow.
Reading is out. The Eastern Conference best record, second best record in the league has been eliminated by the Newfoundland Growlers tonight. Let me get a final here for you. Former the winning pitcher, by the way. Uh, Kirk Lidge, the loser. He's now 3-1. Um, Newfoundland wins 4-2 tonight. That's, un that's official. Newfoundland has eliminated the Reading Royals. The, it will be Newfoundland versus Florida for the Kelly Cup for the Kelly Cup Eastern Conference Championship. So there's that for you. So now we are what 20 minutes away. No, we're now like we're what 10 minutes into the game now basically, I think in 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 Utah. And Utah's up one nothing at the 1201 mark of the first period. So, so keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll share it with all the information with you guys on our Twitter account. Uh, I'm just ecstatic. I, I can't believe the Tigers came back on one tonight. Wow. 3-2. Castro, again. And that is a key win for them because how good, like we mentioned before, how good Tampa is, that is a good. That is, that is very good. Let's see. By the way, forgot to give you the National League standings because I was so into that ninth inning. Central Division in the National League. Milwaukee, top spot, 22-13. St. Louis, 19-15. and 15. Two and a half games out of first place. Pittsburgh, 15-19, and 19, six and a half out. The Cubs, 13-20, eight games out of first place. And the Reds, 9-26, 13 games out of first place. The Mets 23 and 13, top spot in the East, led by then Philadelphia, who's 17 and 18, five and a half games out of first place. The Braves 16 and 19, six and a half games out of first place. Miami 15 and 19, seven games out of first place. Washington 12 and 24, 11 games out of first place. The West run by the Dodgers right now. The Dodgers and the Padres are tied for the top spot. Padres 22 and 13, the Dodgers 21 and 12. San Francisco a game and a half out at 20 and 20 and 14. Arizona 18 and 17, four games out of first place. Colorado at 500, at 17 and 17, four and a half games out of first place. As you're listening to all ADL for tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you for tuning in again tonight. The Tigers a big winner, three two over the Tampa Bay Rays, and again, like we just broke the news for you right here on air live. The Newfoundland Growlers have eliminated the Running Royals in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference North Division Final. They are the North Division champions. They will now play the Florida Everblades for the Eastern Conference Championship. That will start sometime this upcoming week. So we're going to reset here. Uh, we were going to talk Mud Hens, but we're going to run long on that. So we're going to scratch the Mud Hens, Scott. We're going to talk, talk that as we're doing this podcast. Uh, we're going to dive into the NBA as well as the PGA, LPGA, and so much more. By the way, the Mud Hens, you know they're they're doing their thing. They got two week. They've been on the road for they're on the road for two weeks. Big wins in Louisville this past week. They went they won went four and two. They're now in Indianapolis for six games before they return back home for a big homestand for Memorial Day weekend. So we're going to reset really quickly, and then we're going to come back with some golf talk as well as some horse racing, and we're going to dive touch a touch about the NBA as well. So 
Stick with us right here on All Andy Alford. Welcome back into All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you for tuning into the show. Let's dive into some golf really quickly for you right here. The PGA, um, the big event, of course, happening this weekend as it is the PGA Championship, but this past weekend it was the Byron Nelson, which is the precursor to the PGA Championship, and Jordan Smith failed to get the win as he finishes 25 under as Kim Hong Lee finishes in the top spot, becomes the back-to-back defending champion of the Byron Nelson, shooting a 26 under par. Sebastian Munoz finishes 24 under par. Hideki Matsuyama finishes 24 under par as well, and tied for third with Munoz. Uh, Xander Shaffley finishes in fifth spot, shooting a astounding 23 under par. Justin Thomas finishes tied for fifth as well at 23 under par. Charles Schwartzel in eighth spot, finishing 22 under par. You also have Matt Kuchar at tied for 12th at 20 under par. Um, uh, other names here for you really quickly. Some other names of notables. Uh, Jason Day. Tied for 51st, finishes 13 under par. Tommy Fleetwood tied for 59th, 12 under par. Uh, and um, Greavy finishes 4 under par, tied for 83rd. T- players that missed the cut, Bubba Watson misses the cut. Uh, Bryce Schnedeker misses the cut. Um, Clark misses the cut. You also had Jason Duffner misses the cut. And Lee Westwood misses the cut as well. So the Byron Nelson takes place, took place. Now we get to the big one, which is the PGA Championship, which will take place at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The defending champion is Phil Mickelson. However, Phil is not playing in this tournament. He was, for me... I, I don't understand why Phil's doing this. You know, uh, he he was scheduled to play in the PGA Championship because you are the defending champion, but he has withdrew from the championship game. And I think it's because of the whole factor that he and the PGA are just in a disagreement on a lot of things. And he's playing over in this Saudi Arabia stuff. And I I, I just don't like it with Phil. But Tiger is playing in the PGA Championship. He played a nine-hole round on Sunday, and then he played another nine-round hole today in his practice rounds. He's going to play 18 tomorrow, see how he feels. the knee. He says the knee feels great. I'm excited to see what he does with this. I really am excited to see what this what he does with this. But we also talk, love talking about the LPGA as the LPGA is getting ready to come to Toledo or the Sylvania at Highland Meadows Golf Course on Labor Day weekend. But, of course, we have tournaments that happened before then, as it will be it was the Founders' Cup that took place in Clifton, New Jersey. They had a fog delay at the end of the at the beginning of the final round, but Minji Lee finishes in the top spot at 19 under par. She takes home $450,000. In second spot was Lexi Thompson finishing in second at 17 under par. Angel Lynn finishes 16 under par. Madeline Sandstrom finishes in third spot as well at 16 under par. Carolyn Segunda finishes in fifth at 15 under par. Nasa Hadakoro, Hadako, Hadakoro 
finishes tied for sixth at 14 under par. Megan Kang finishes 14 under par, tied for sixth as well. You had Lydia Ko finishing tied for 12th at 9 under par with Yarasaso at 12 under par too. Uh, Stevenson finishes 9 under par as well in tied for 12th. You also had Jennifer Cupcho tied for 17th at 8 under par with Jonghyun Ko as well as Lin X Lin. Um, also, you had Cheyenne Knight tied for 22nd at 7 under par. Chella Choi finishes tied for 31st at 6 under par. In Jung Chi, Ji Chung finishes 7 under par, tied for 22nd as well. You have Conklin tied for 35th at 5 under par. Uh, Maria Fossey finishes 5 under par, tied for 35th as well as, uh, as well as Poffo at 5 under par. Lin Kim finishes 5 under par, tied for 35th. Celine Boutier finishes 5 under par as well, tied for 35th as well. You also have uh, Brittany Ademeyer tied for 50th at 3 under par. Looking at some of the other names, of course. Uh, Thomas finishes tied for 70, tied for 72nd at 2 over par. Uh, players that misses missed the cut, Stacey Lewis misses the cut. LeBlanc misses the cut. You also had Davidson who missed Danielson misses the cut as well. So the Founders Cup champion is, of course, like I said, Min Lee at 19 under par for that one. Uh, the next tournament for the LPGA, which will be taking place on the on the 25th, which will be next week. They'll have a day off. They'll have a day off. It'll be the it will be the Bank of Hope LPGA match play, which will take place the 25th through the 29th. Then after that, of course, the LPGA then will head to the U.S. Women's Open, which will be June 2nd through the 5th, taking place at Pine Needles Lodge in Southern Pines, North Carolina, Yara Sasso, the defending champion for that one as well. So, there's your golf fix. Got to make mention of this as well. Uh, NASCAR last yesterday in Kansas. Kurt Busch, the big winner in that one. I got a chance to watch a little bit of that too, and that was pretty, pretty fun. It's pretty fun to watch that. Kurt Busch in first, Kyle Larson in second, Kyle Busch in third, Denny Hamlin fourth, and Christopher Bell. In fifth at Kansas, they now head to the All-Star Race, which is done this year in Bristol, Tennessee, on the 22nd. And then the night, and then they will race again. Then after that, they will then head to Charlotte for Labor Day weekend, which is also the Indianapolis 500. As well, Formula One news to pass along to you. Of course, when I last left you, it was the Miami Grand Prix. It was Lautrec getting the number one spot. He led 26 laps. His lap time was a minute 31.98. Russell in second. Verstappen in third. Perez in fourth. And Gasly in fifth was the free practice. The overall qualifying that was in free practice, but the race overall is Verstappen finishes in first, Lecek in second, Sands in third, Perez in fourth, and Russell in fifth. 
that took place in Miami. The next race for the F1 series, which will be Perel Spanish Grand Prix, which will take place in Barcelona. That will take place this upcoming weekend. And then after the Grand Spanish Grand Prix, it will be in Morocco on the 27th through the 29th. The Canada Grand Prix is the is the seventeenth uh, of June through the nineteenth of June, as well. So there's that for you. Now we get into the NBA. Now everybody wants my take on the NBA. Of course, yesterday was two game sevens, two flops for game sevens. Milwaukee blows it over the Celtics. Celtics a big winner, one hundred nine eighty one. Mavericks. Just absolutely dominated, destroyed, beat up the Suns 123-90 in Game 7. So now it sets up the Eastern Conference Final, which will be the Celtics taking on the Heat on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, Game 1 is the Luka and the Mavericks versus Steph Curry and the Warriors. It sets up, I think, the Celtics versus the Mavs. Yes, I said it right. Boston versus Dallas. That's my prediction. That one right there. That's my prediction right there. So yeah, that's all the other sports. Oh, horse racing. Got a forgotten match into that. Uh, did something for the first time. I haven't. I haven't done since I was like a kid. Because my parents would take me out to Old Raceway Park out in Toledo, and we watched the harness races. We went out one time just to you know just to go out there. And I would watch it, and I gave my mom some horses, and we won on some horses. Well, this was the first time I actually bet for the Kentucky Derby this past year, and I absolutely enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed doing the Kentucky Derby betting. I went, we were, I was up there for Cedar Point's opening day, War Mass, by the way, for opening day, and for me. I enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed it. You know, Epicenter, Zadon, Tis the Bomb. I went with Simplification as my horse, which was sitting at the 13th position. And I figured that that was going to be the one for me. Uh, but, of course, like I said, the surprise of it all, the surprise of it all was, was Lucky Strike. And he struck hard. He was picked, when he was put into post on Friday. He was a 99 to 1 odd horse and at post time he was an 80 to 1 horse. He will not run in the Preakness this upcoming in, in a couple weeks for the Preakness, which is fine by me, but simplification sounds like he's going to run again. Looks like Epicenter is going to run again and uh it looks like I'm headed back over to the Pony to make some more bets. On the horses because you can do that in Ohio. You can bet on horse racing in Ohio. And pretty soon you'll be able to bet on your phone. And I can't wait to do that. I mean, you could do that now with the Twin Spires app, of course, right now. But to physically be able to go into the casino or go into any facility and go in and make a bet on a horse that's in sports betting, that's going to be fantastic to see. Absolutely fantastic to see. Cannot wait for that. Cannot wait for that. And so I'm so I'm gonna say this right now. By the way, I'm Team Hank, by the way. To all those stoolies that are that listen to this podcast. Team Hank, by the way. 
The way and that fucking Marty Mush. I hate that son of a bitch. I I hate him. I hated him. He's a scumbag. He he looks like a schmuck. And I hope that him and Rhea just. I hope Rhea finds out that he's a scumbag. And I hope that he he and Rhea break up. I hope they do. I hope they do. I really hope they do. So there's that for you. But yeah, I will probably be making a bet again on the Preakness at the Pony again. I'll probably have to drive up on a Saturday afternoon when the park's open. Maybe stop in and say hi. Ride at Magnum a couple times. And then head over to the Pony and make a couple wagers on the horses. As you are listening to All Andy Over tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And again, the Tigers a big winner tonight, 3-2 to two over the Tampa Bay Rays. And also, like I mentioned before, an upset as Newfoundland becomes the eighth team in the East Coast Hockey League to defeat being being down three one in their series to the Reading Royals, defeat the Reading Royals four games to three, in seven games, going now to the Eastern Conference Final to battle the Florida Everblades. We now turn it to Andy Rance tonight. It's a doozy one, actually. It's just a reflection. So it's now time for Andy Rance tonight, and I want to thank you again for tuning into the podcast this evening. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts each week right here on All Andy Alford. So, again, I want to thank you. For, I want to thank you, people. Thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to the show tonight. And I want to thank you for your thoughts and your prayers for what's happened. Uh, my wife and I are doing very, very well now with the after both having us being tested positive for COVID. Uh, we're back into the swing of things. We're looking for a house. We're trying to get it, everything, but it's a seller's market right now, and uh, nobody wants to take our offers right now. So we are we are working on that. And when that become when we finally get the house and we get everything all settled in and everything like that, I'll have a little bit of a housewarming party, and we'll do the podcast in the new man cave studios. But for right now, we will still be here at home base for the podcast. So. The time I've had off the air, I've reflected a little bit on, on on my career here doing sports and stuff like that. And I love doing this. You know, I missed it. I missed talking about sports. I missed talking to you, the fan. And uh, I enjoy doing this. It's something I'm passionate about doing. It's, a, it's passion that wants me to talk about sports. Wants me to talk about and, and care about things in the world i care a lot about people i care a lot about like life i care a lot about people and you know people have disappointed me in my life and have disappointed me in a lot of aspects um but i always tell myself that you know it's always a better day so we tomorrow's a new day it, it's got to be better, and it always is. It always is better. And so, you know, lately I've been turning on the news and I've been seeing all these killings and homicides and stuff like that, and people don't care. People don't care anymore, and that's sad to see. I wish people would care more about human life and care, care about, you know, their lives in general. I like going to church. 
I go to church every Saturday with my father. We sit in the pew. I listen to Father David Kidd at St. Joseph's right there on Locust Street. Father Kidd is the priest over at Central Catholic. Nice guy. One of the nicest priests you'll ever meet. Um, there's sometimes I like to listen to him talk, and then there's sometimes I just have to tune out. And like this week, he talked about you know death and everything like that. And I always, I always said to my dad, I like going to church, and I like it when he talks about about life and about and and making it uh, making the sermon about life and and happiness and everything like that. But when he talks about death, it just it rears the head that you know yes. You know, we all will die in the end. We all are born. We we're born to die. That's what it is. And for me, I always told myself that I want to live my life to the fullest. I want to be. I want to be myself, and I am myself to you guys on the show. I am to myself with my wife, with my family, and my coworkers at my other job and everything else. I am me. There is no changing me, no matter what the situation is. You could, you could dress me up, but I'm and and cut my hair and you know and give me a mustache. I'm still gonna be me, you know. And I cherish every moment that I do this podcast with you guys. I cherish every moment that I'm on this planet, and I cherish every moment that I'm with my wife and my family. And everything. Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know what tomorrow is going to offer for us. And for me, the fact that when I was sick for those two weeks. And I was not feeling at or even near 100%. I told myself, I just got to be better for tomorrow. I just got to be better for tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a better day. Tomorrow is going to be better. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be I'm going to not be sick. And that's what I kept telling myself and I prevailed. I honestly prevailed. And I feel like I won in this COVID battle. I really have. I've gained more respect to those that are fighting the COVID battle. I have given more respect to people who have to deal with it every single day. Um, and I respect the doctors and the scientists that have, you know, created, created the vaccine. Because if I didn't have the vaccine in me, I'd be in, I think I'd be in much worse case. And I know worse is not a word, but I'd be in much worse case than what I was. I experienced mild symptoms. I had a cough, a little bit of a runny nose. You know, but I di- I was diagnosed with bronchitis, which then, then turned into COVID. And I, like I said, I tested negative on all my all my rapid tests. I take one PCR test and I test positive. Now it could have been that I took I was negative. I could have been positive the week before I took all my negative tests, but. I was I was positive for COVID, fought the battle, and I feel like I've won the war. And I feel blessed that, you know, I'm 
a lot better because of the medicines and the treatments and everything else. So uh, I just say thank you to all the doctors, all the nurses. No matter if you're battling COVID, if you're taking care of the elderly to fight COVID, if you're if you're giving shots to people that are allergic, no matter what, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. Thank you for what you do to deal with what's happening in this world as well as what's, what people are doing in this world. I say that because I recently took my mother to the hospital last Thursday. She had a stress test, and there was a gentleman, older gentleman, and the nurse was walking with him, and the nurse was driving him, and the nurse, you know, took him into the hospital, and he was there to see a doctor over a test results, and he was hooting and hollering because the doctor, the doctor did not have the test results in. They canceled his appointment for that Thursday. They were rescheduling his appointment for next week, and he threw a hit, uh, a hissy fit, and blah 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 in the hospital. And the nurse had to walk him out, walk him back to the car, and they drove back home. I think, in my opinion, and I hope God hears me on this, anybody that is a nurse, anybody that deals with people like that, should get automatic sainthood for the rest of their life. Should pass purgatory and go right into heaven. And to the people like that who complain and and are like that. I'm just going to say it. I'll say it. You know. Because it's me. Like I said. I am me. I will say what I want to say. To the people like that. That complain a lot. And to just. Harass. And berate people like that. You should be sent out to pasture. It'd be like the movie. The Giver. The book. The Giver. Have you ever read The Giver? That the older people. Are sent out to pasture. Sent out to the woods. Send them out. Because that's not really necessary. To. 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 Berate. A lady for doing her job correctly because your test results weren't in and the doctor and the, apparently apparently when I was here overhearing it the doctor called him on two on third on Wednesday the day after his test results said that they were going to be delayed and and he agreed to do it and he thought that it was the following Thursday so to people like that that berate people and just tear them down Especially in the medical field, shame on you. Absolutely shame on you. Shame on you. And that's my Andy Rance tonight. I want to wish my brother-in-law, Roberto Cordova, a very happy birthday on this day, his birthday, which is the 16th of May. I also want to wish... My friend, our good friend, Logan Carr, a very happy birthday on the 18th of May. Logan, hope you have a great day. Roberto, I hope you had a great day as well with Snacks and Katie. And and, and Logan, I hope you had a great day with Wes and Phil. And hope you enjoy the uh, the concert on Friday. And hopefully, Logan, you've, you've all heard Logan. He was in our MLB show. And uh, he got a chance to go to see the Tigers this past weekend. So uh, he's he's doing pretty well. So. It's great to see. So, again, uh, recap really quickly. Tigers win 3-2. Newfoundland has upset Redding. They'll play Florida in the Eastern Conference Final. And the predictions, again, I have Florida taking down Tampa. 
Carolina taking down New York, Colorado over St. Louis, and Edmonton over Calgary. We will be back later this week for another edition of All Andy Offer. We will be back. It'll be Thursday afternoon edition of All Andy Offer. We'll recap the Ohio Cup as the Guardians take on the Reds Tuesday and Wednesday. And we will also take a look at the rest of the Tigers' schedule as they, they will play the Rays on Thursday afternoon. So it will be a post-game edition. Also look ahead to game all the games in the NHL as well as getting you set for Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. Will it be the Rapid City Rush or the Utah Grizzlies? We will find out later this evening as Utah is playing Rapid City as we speak. That's all the time I have for you tonight right here on All Andy Alfred. I hope you enjoyed the program. Remember, follow us on Twitter for updated information on Twitter at All Andy Alfred, as well as on Facebook.com slash All Andy Alfred. So until I talk to you guys on Thursday, this is Andy Alfred saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice and remember to wear a mask when you're out and about. And to the teams you root for at home. And to my teams. Go Jackets! Go Walleye! Good luck in the second in the in the Western Conference Final. Come on, Reds. At least get something going and beat the Guardians this week. Great job, Tigers. Keep it up, Mud Hens. And roll along, my friends. Because victory is sweetest. When you have tasted defeat, have a great rest of the week, everybody. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday for another edition of All Andy Alfred. I love you guys. And stay safe. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alfred Network, powered by Anchor. You've been listening to Andy tonight on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker, However you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you again for tuning into the show tonight. You can be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. The podcast is performed each week right here on the Anchor Network.